Hey there, and welcome to the bonus Christmas episode of the Parable Podcast. I am Danielle Zapchank, and I am jumping in this week to share my own stories. So you know that as we head into the days before Christmas, my goal is to bring you some peace into the chaos of the holidays that we can find ourselves in sometimes and help us find a better perspective so that we can breathe just a little bit easier this year. Oops, sorry, that's my jingle shirt. (laughs) Today, I would like to look at the story. It is the interaction in the book of Luke between two sisters and their good friend, Jesus. And it goes like this. Jesus continued toward Jerusalem and came to another village. Martha, a resident of that village, welcomed Jesus into her home. Her sister, Mary, went and sat at Jesus's feet, listening to him teach. Meanwhile, Martha, she was anxious about all all the hospitality arrangements. So Martha interrupting Jesus, she said, Lord, why don't you care that my sister is leaving me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to get over here and help me. And Jesus said, oh, Martha, Martha, you are so anxious and concerned about a million details, but really only one thing matters. Mary has chosen that one thing and I won't take it away from her. And that was from Luke 10, 38. I have heard this story so many times and I thought it would be interesting if we would bring it into a modern day Christmas interpretation. And so my version goes a little bit more like this. It was Christmas Eve and Martha was hosting the evening's festivities when she received a text from her friend Jesus. He was in an Uber on his way back from the airport and the week had been a little bit crazy with crowds at the grocery store and the kids Christmas pageant and she was cleaning the house for all of the guests arriving and she could hear the family and friends that were just in the other room. And as they were shuffling in with presents and snowy boots and trays of food, Martha, she loved having people over, but getting everything done just right, it stressed her out. Her sister, Mary, popped her head into the kitchen, letting her know mom and dad had just arrived with Aunt Jean. And Mary leaned in and gave Martha's shoulders a quick squeeze and said, why don't you just let me come over and help you get things ready yesterday? I called you a couple times. Martha, she just wiped her hands on her apron and said, you know, I like to have things a certain way. I just did it myself, Mary, as she closed the oven door. Mary sighed and said, well, today is going to be great. Don't stress about everything. Our family and our friends will just enjoy being together. Martha and Mary looked at each other and they knew who was finally here. Jesus was coming over to my house. I can imagine their excitement looks similar to this. Okay, 10 a.m. Santa's coming to town. I know him. That would be my excitement. But Martha, she ran to the door and there stood Jesus back from his travels. Come in, come in, said Martha. It is so cold out there. We are so glad that you are here. As everyone piled into the entryway, Martha could see the shoes had scattered everywhere and the smell of something burning started wafting through the air. She hustled back into the kitchen to check on her meal and out of the corner of her eye, the playroom looked like an air bomb had just 
got off. And the dog somehow managed to get into the garbage. And of course, she forgot to buy more eggs. As she finished setting the table, she heard laughter from the family room. She looked over and she saw her sister Mary in her ugly Christmas sweater, just listening and hearing all about Jesus's travels. Doesn't she realize we have to get dinner on the table, Martha huffed to herself. I just wish Christmas was over. Doesn't that sound familiar to you? In frustration, Martha slammed a couple of pans down to really accent how hard she was working. Her mind was racing and she thought, you know what? I know who can fix this. So she walked in with just this extreme confidence into the family room and said, hey Jesus, I'm so glad you're here, but we have a house full of people and I don't know if you notice, my sister is just kind of leaving me to do all of this work all by myself. Mary shot her a stunned look and mouth. Are you kidding me, Martha? Ah, Jesus, can you please just tell her to get over here and help me, said Martha. Jesus smiled and said, Martha, thank you so much for opening up your house to us. I've known you for a long time and that you get anxious and stressed and concerned about every detail. I know that. But today, really only one thing matters. And your sister Mary has chosen that one thing and I am not going to take it away from her. Does any of that sound familiar? I love that the Bible just kind of stops the story right there. We don't get to see the reaction of either sister or what happened just after that. It just ends with Jesus's wisdom. Only one thing matters. Whether it is during the holiday season or any day beyond that, we all have stressors that play out in our life. Now, I do want to recognize that there are various degrees of anxiety and stress. And if those feelings are consuming you, I don't want to discount that. It now becomes an opportunity that you can talk with a trusted friend or professional to seek help and guidance in that. So your friends and your family, you know that you don't have to walk through this alone. So we're going to take the time to learn from these characters in this story and see how they help us better understand our own stress and anxiety. And the first, I know I relate to it so much, is comparison. A great example of this is what people put on the front of their Christmas cards or on their social media feeds. They get to edit and crop and filter away until it looks picture perfect. We see that and internally wonder, how do they do it? Their kids are sitting perfectly. They obviously love each other so much. They have a nicer, cleaner house than ours. Wow, that's a fancy vacation. Gosh, I really wish my career had taken off like that. And even silly stuff like hairlines. I cannot tell you how many times as a child, my dad, he wished that he had Geraldo Rivera's hairline. My brother Jeff can even attest to that. It's just like, you know, that little elf on the shelf just hanging out on your shoulder, whispering, they can do it. They have it all together. Why can't you? It's that nagging chirping throughout your day, reminding you of your flaws and making things seem like you can never measure up. It becomes a raging war within our own minds. But comparison, it doesn't tell the whole story. Because right after that family took that sweet picture, they probably had one kid crying, somebody puked on each other, and then somebody's yelling that their sweater is too scratchy, okay? That perfect vacation possibly kept adding to their 
their credit card debt that they can just never seem to get out of. And they don't want to feel the shame of letting anyone else know that things have been really hard or that perfect hairline and that lovely smile is just hiding the fact that they are struggling at work and maybe they don't have a job by New Year's. By allowing comparison to run wild in our mind, it can be dangerous. It is wise to share your feelings with someone else instead of just letting it roll around up in your mind. Because when we say it out loud, we begin to see the reality of it. And we need to be cautious of how all of this is affecting the people around us, especially those little eyes, right? Trust me, kids, they see everything. Teddy Roosevelt, his motto is so true. He said, comparison is the thief of joy. Comparison at times, it only breeds anxiety and discontent. And you could just feel that rising up in the story when we hear about Martha. and She was in a whirlwind on a mission to get things done. And out of the corner of our eye, she is comparing her sister's work with her own. And I like the way that the message version translates Romans 12, 6. It says this, Let's just go ahead and be what we were made to be without enviously or pridefully comparing ourselves with each other or trying to be something that we aren't. You didn't feel any joy coming from Martha. Instead of being excited to prepare a space for family and friends to gather and feel at home, she made it all about the details and comparing her role to her sisters. What would it been like if Martha or even us chose not to compare but sought joy instead. Second is setting personal expectations. You know, we probably don't recognize how many expectations we have on things, right? But we all have them. And a large majority of the time, we never really choose to communicate them to others. And that's where the problem lies. When both of our kids are born, they didn't just magically sleep through the night like some of those parents say their kids do, which good for you, okay? (laughs) Our kids did not. All parents have to go through like that half-dead zombie phase of their life. And I wonder at times how I ever did that. But so like most nights, I got up and I fed Edie and or Reed and we had this rocking chair in our bedroom. And when I finished feeding her, I loved our kids as babies. Let me just preface that I love them, but I also treasure sleep. So after feeding our kids in the middle of the night, I would be just maybe a touch frustrated. And I would look over at my husband, who was just a few feet away, and he was just snoring away. And I thought to myself, he has no idea what I am doing every night. I'm getting this baby back to bed. And soon my rocking is getting like a little bit louder, a little bit more aggressive. And maybe I just kind of add in like just a little bit louder each time so he can take a hint. And I went on like this, tired, annoyed. And I just finally, I'm like, okay, I just got the baby back to bed by myself. And I didn't tell him about this whole one-sided interaction until Edie was older. And he just looked at me and you know what he said? It was really smart. He said, why didn't you just wake me up and ask me? I would have done it. Oh, well, I guess I never thought of that. (laughs) My expectation would have been clear then. And that's what many of us do throughout our lives. We get so frustrated with others, just like Mary did with her sister, because we set these unattainable expectations for ourselves, believing everyone else should know them and be able to do things in the exact same way as us. Guilty, right? It is choosing to communicate daily, maybe even hourly (laughs) in a loving way. And yes, it is possible 
that the other person is going to say no, but most likely they would love to help and have the opportunity to be a part of things. And then we allow ourselves to lessen that mental stress. Third would be the poor me martyr syndrome. Unfortunately, we all fall short. It is in our stress of the small things in life. It ends up sounding a little bit of like a pity party for ourselves. But we need to be able to shift our mindset that maybe it's not about us. (laughs) We may not be able to understand why our Christmas meal doesn't turn out the way we planned. But we can control our reaction to it and throw some frozen pizzas in the oven and still spend it with the ones we love. When we have that perspective, we can realize it ourselves and we need to learn something rather than just blaming and shifting it on to other people. So that is my gift to you today to bring a little bit more peace by throwing out comparison, understanding our expectations and forgetting about being a martyr. Those will hopefully alleviate some of the stressful roadblocks as we kind of head into this week of Christmas. And like I said, even if this stresses seems a lot more heavier on your heart, please find an opportunity to talk with somebody. Martha maybe sounds like she's getting a bad rap in this whole scenario. And I know, however, she's probably really my spirit animal, but (laughs) she does one thing that is very important to note. And it may have been in haste, but Martha goes right to the source, to the one that can ultimately fix it. We have these kids' advent cards that we read around the dinner table and to set expectations, they don't happen every night. But when we do get to them, there's just like these different questions and our son reads answer to most every question is it's jesus mom mom it's jesus jesus did it it's because of jesus Martha went to the one person who can actually fix things. And it may not be the answer or the timing that we have planned for our life, but God reminds us in Hebrews 13, 5, I will never leave you. I will always be by your side. The second that Jesus was born into this world on that holy night, God's plan for us was revealed in that little baby and it forever changed our eternity. He will always be by your side and he'll willing to be with you through the stress and the joys of this world. And it is amazing that we get to have audience with the King of Kings at any given moment. When Martha went to him with her request, Jesus heard her. He accepted her where she was and you didn't see him act surprised by what she was doing. He wasn't offended or annoyed. He reminded her only one thing matters. Mary has chosen that one thing and I won't take it away from her. Jesus didn't blame Martha for being concerned and what needed to be done. He just wanted her to understand where her focus should be. When we are in the midst of freaking out, do we choose to focus it in on Jesus or all the other little things? When we lose sight of that focus and that devotion, it just becomes busy work. So how would this story have been different when you have that lens of joy added in rather than stress? Mary is thankful for her time with family and friends. And Martha gets to celebrate this Christmas with food lovingly prepared on the table. There's a roof over their heads. They have the opportunity to spend time with the ones that they love. It really comes down to Jesus's words. Only one thing truly matters this Christmas season and every day of our life. So 
while he should be our focus, the God of the universe is focused on us. He wants you to be a part of his story. So how are you going to celebrate that? How will you choose to shift your focus, not on the busy work, but on the things that are above to the one who solely mattered that holy night long ago? No matter where you are in your relationship with him, you know that there is one less worry that he is never going to take his focus off of you. So let's look at Mary and Joseph on that night. Let's just say that was not the ideal birth situation. In all the imperfections, he came into this world perfect. But God, in this Christmas season, he came anyways. The joy of the world came in that imperfection. And that's where our focus needs to lie this season. And the one who is the joy of the world. I love a good reflection, so I did not forget about the takeaways this week. So here's some thoughts as we wrap up today. What kind of comparison do you need to knock down? And how is that stealing your joy? And second, what is one way you can set realistic personal expectations? It's okay to keep things simple. Thank you so much for listening to the Parable Podcast. It has been a joy getting to share this podcast with you over the last couple of months. I am so grateful for my technical producer of a husband, Eric, who makes me sound like a rock star every single week. The guests that have been on so far and those yet to come, I'm so grateful for you. And finally, for those that are supporting and listening to the show, your encouragement, it just means the world to me. And if you would like to leave me like a little Christmas gift, feel free to leave a rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts. Jill shared for an introvert, I I love hearing people's stories and learning from them in this way. My favorite part is being curled up on my couch and having Danielle talk to me. That's the best. Thank you so much, Jill. If you have any questions or you want more information about the show, you can find that all at DanielleZapchank.com. I'd love to connect with you more. You can find me hanging out on Instagram or Facebook at DanielleZapchank. That's Z-A-P-C-H-E-N-K. That'll do it for today. Merry Christmas. I will see you back again next week on the Parable Podcast.